Hey everybody, I'm Mike McDonald. My buddy Jesse Stratton loves some of the cheesiest movies ever made. He spent years telling me about them all, so now I'm finally watching these movies for the very first time. This is our podcast where we break those movies down together. This is the Celluloid Dumpster Fire. everybody, welcome back. Today we're talking about the 2002 psychological horror film, May. This is the directorial debut of Lucky McKee. It was made on a budget of $1.7 million. It was released in nine theaters in North America where it made about $150,000. And then after worldwide release, it made just over $600,000 total. This is my favorite romantic comedy. Yeah, it it really is kind of a a, a rom com, isn't it? Well, I don't know to weird people it is. <laughs> I think I think if if they cut a commercial where they cut it to where it's like a romantic comedy, they could have released it like you know majorly in theaters and shit. Yeah, it's still a weird movie though. It's a very weird movie. Movies rated R runs ninety three minutes and has a seventy percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which it deserves. It's uh, an award-winning film. It won several awards, including the Best Actress Awards at Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film, the Catalan International Film Festival, and Malaga International Week of Fantastic Cinema. They absolutely loved Angela Bettis. Oh, yeah. She's great in this movie. Like, I know the movie wasn't written for her, but like... It seems like it. It's just she. she's so great in the role, you know? Yeah, it's just really, really, really good casting. Yeah. The movie was written and directed by Lucky McKee. He's known for Tales of Halloween, December, The Woman, and he also directed an episode of the Peacock series Poker Face, which uh, stars Natasha Lyon from Orange is the New Black. Um, it's basically a Columbo knockoff. I gotta watch it. Yeah, she smokes cigars and does. She she even smokes cigars and does the oh one more thing that yeah Columbo does gifts like gifts made up out of the thing. I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna have to watch it. Every episode is pretty much the same. Crime occurs and then it takes you into the past and you see part of what led up to the crime and then you go back into the past and see it from another perspective, and at the end of the show, she solves the crime. No. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there can be some funny bits to it. I gotta check it out. It has some pretty successful people working on this film, too. Director of photography, Steve Yedlin, who has worked on Knives Out, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. I love Knives Out. That movie is a shit. And the sequel. I love the sequel. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, man. You got to see those. James Bond's like this uh, gay Southern, like uh, Sherlock Holmes. It's great. <laughs> it sounds great. Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, it's always like this. It's like, it reminds me of those, uh, um, oh, man, what was that guy's name? Those uh, Agatha Christie Pro, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but with, yeah, James Bond. With an accent, sounds like Colonel Sanders or something, or a cartoon chicken. <laughs> okay, highly recommended. And set decorator Lori 
Lori Yakubov, known for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Jungle Book, Hand of God, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Damn. And and those two did just killer work on this movie. It's it's right. a really nice movie to look at. Yeah, for like the amount of money, they you know, it looks fucking great. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I mean, it's like, what, it came out, 2006 or? Uh, came out in 02. Oh, okay, 2002. It looks like the heyday of like 90s, like uh, straight to video kind of. It's like it's like nice though. I like it. Sounded bad. Like you know, I don't know. It has that really really late nineties feel to it. Yes. Movie stars Angela Bettis as May May Kennedy. She has appeared in Girl Interrupted, Dexter, Carrie, Criminal Minds, and CSI. Also stars Jeremy Sisto as Adam Stubbs. He is known for Clueless, Wrong Turn, and all of the FBI series currently airing on CBS. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what he pretty much that's his legacy now. But yeah, man, he was uh in this great independent movie I love called uh Suicide Kings. Uh-huh. Which oh man, is is a great movie. We've got to talk about that on the podcast. Uh it's like a, a, a ensemble cast thing and it's got like a lot of great actors in it and it's just, it's just a great movie. Nice. I also have Anna Ferris as Polly. She's best known as Cindy Campbell in the Scary Movie franchise and Christy Plunkett in the CBS sitcom Mom. Yeah, Mom's great. I love that show. Uh, yeah. She's great. In, uh, I think she uh, is like one of her best performances because like usually like, you know, yes, yeah, she's playing like some ditzy like like those in those scary movie movies, you know? Yeah. And in this one, she's like just like a total seductress vamp, like, you know? Yeah. And uh, she's like totally not like she has another movie she's like real serious and shit yeah she, she's really good in this one and almost didn't recognize her at first and then finally we have james duvall as blank his name <laughs> isn't actually blank he's a character that appears in like two scenes and doesn't have a name yeah <laughs> but he's a pivotal character to the story he's a weird actor man I, i've seen a lot of his movies He's been in Gone in 60 Seconds, Donnie Darko, and Independence Day. A lot of weird movies, too. A lot, of weird. Weird. Yeah. a lot of student films, a lot of short. Movie opens with a woman screaming and holding a bloody hand to her eye. Best way to start a movie. Oh, yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Right out the gate. Right out the gate, yeah. No explanation. And we're not going to see this again until nearly the end of the movie. Yeah, that's kind of it's a, a trope. It's now. almost like a like a Tarantino thing, isn't it? Yeah, they do that shit a lot now. But this way, this is like the best way I've seen it handled. Like this is like a nice one. It's real short, sweet. Right. You know, a lot of times it's like they'll drag it out and shit, or uh, they'll put in like a little, uh, you know, the record scratches. And they're like, oh, I'm so and so. This you, I bet you're wondering how I got into the situation and stuff. And then it goes into the flashback. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's a meme in itself, but this one, yeah, real sweet. Just screaming blood and then bam. And then you go like that. It's really quick, like, uh, backstory of like how, why she's fucked up. Yes. And shit. Like it just goes fast. Yeah. The backstory is given in like 30 second clips, uh, starts with May. Um, May has a lazy eye and so she has, uh, glasses her mother is dropping her off 
at school on the very first day and gives her an eye patch to wear to keep her her lazy eye covered up because, you know, she's cross-eyed. And uh, her mother is one of those people that if my child looks weird, people will think bad about me. Um, yeah. Her mother's horrible. Yeah, she's like um, one of those 50s pill-popping, like, perfectionist shit. Yes. Like, mega Karens. There's a bunch of kids outside the school, and one of the boys walks up to her and asks her if she's a pirate. And when she says no, they all leave and go into the school. Uh, <laughs> so she just... <laughs> She she might have had some friends if she told him she was a pirate. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, when people ask your pirate lie, all right, just do that. <clears throat> Whether you are or not, lie. Yeah. <laughs> so she covers up the eye patch with her hair and goes into the school. Cut to May's birthday. Her mother, her dad is singing happy birthday like he's a professional singer, or uh-huh. <laughs> thinks he. He's, I mean, he maybe did a few karaoke nights. Yeah, but also there's like, there's no one at her birthday party. It's just her and her Nobody. Parents. Yeah, exactly. So he's putting his show on for, pretty much for himself. Yes. Yeah. Her mother gives her um, a present, and uh, when she tears the wrapping paper, her mother stops her and says, look, you ruined it. And, and so fine, let me open it for you. <laughs> Inside is a doll. In a in a glass display case, her mother says this is the first doll she ever made. Her name is Susie, and she will be May's new friend. If you can't find a friend, then make a friend. Um, but you can't take it out of the case because it's special. It's your new it's best friend that you damn, can't play with. It's the ugliest damn doll ever. It's a pretty ugly doll. It looks like some kind of puppet master reject or something. It's just trashy and ugly. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Like a paper mache head with face drawn on with Sharpie or something. Oh, God, it's just unsettling. <laughs> Years later, May is an adult, and she still has Susie in the glass display case, and she talks to Susie as she sews. Uh, she confesses to the doll that she saw a boy that she likes, especially his hands, and she says something about how, you know, you meet a person and you think you're going to like them, but then... You talk to them, and you find parts that you don't like. Apparently, the part she likes about this guy is his hands, and the camera shows her spying on a man at a body shop as he caresses a dent in the door of a car. <laughs> he's the dent whisperer. That's so awkward, too, man. He's just Because he's like, <laughs> like, I know car guys and shit, yeah, and they're like, you know, oh, man, yeah, that looks pretty bad, and they got to like go over it and stuff. But the way this guy's, it looks like he's just like straight up like molesting this Ma- Mazda like in a parking lot. <laughs> like yeah. she, I, I guess I'm seeing it through, like you're seeing it through her eyes, you know? So it yeah. does look sexual and shit. But yeah, he's just really going to town on this car. Yes. It's fucking weird. Well, she her um conversation with the doll suggests that maybe the doll is jealous. Cut to an optometrist, and May is being fitted for contacts. The contacts are going to fix her lazy eyes, so she won't be cross-eyed anymore. She asks if her contacts will be ready by Friday because she has a date. One problem with that is we find out in the next scene, the guy that she has a date with doesn't know it yet. (laughs) Those are awkward, dude. May is standing across the street from a body shop where the guy that she likes works, and she is 
totally fixated on his hands while she's eating a burger. And she's going to town on that burger, too. There's like a <laughs> lifetime of pent-up uh, frustration <laughs> yeah. being channeled into that burger as she watches this guy's hands. It's weird because she's still wearing like those glasses from her uh, eye exam. Right. And she's like wearing a work uniform and she's like just chomping down his burger. And then he comes out and she just like kind of stops. Like burger falls from her mouth and shit. She's just like, huh? And it's yes. like those uh, like beer commercials or whatever. Or like remember those soda commercials where like construction workers are like drinking a Diet Coke? Oh, like the kid, the two off. kids watching watching Cindy Crawford drink the Pepsi. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was weird. This whole movie is weird. It's like, I don't know, you're watching TV and you drink like some cough syrup with a concussion. Like everything's kind of like dreamy and weird. Yeah. Like David Lynchian. Like it's just, it's really, I don't know it's, if it's the lighting this... or pacing or what. Well, it's not going to pass. It's, it's going to stay that way. Yeah, it's going to stay weird for the whole movie. Yes. I mean, if you love weird movies, this is your movie. <laughs> May works at an animal hospital, and as she walks in, Polly, at the front desk, asks her what a scoople is. <laughs> so the vet at this animal hospital is an immigrant, and he has an amazing accent. Um, yeah. May can translate it, though. And she explains the that scalpel. a scoople is a scalpel. Yeah. That guy, uh, he's like a great uh, character actor, but uh, he was the guy that played, uh, oh man, what's that guy's name? The guy that does Ali G and shit. I don't know. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he had that second, oh, Borat. He's like Borat's uh, producer or whatever, the fat guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the guy that plays the doctor at this veterinary clinic. Awesome. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense now. He calls yeah. me Moy. Yeah, Moy. Yeah. And he needs a bigger scoople for the German and Shepherd tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, May is leaving the animal hospital, and Polly stops her to ask what she plans to be for Halloween. Polly is stabbing the fuck out of a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah, that's how you, when you film in California, it's hard to do holidays and shit, right? Right. Unless you like some bags of leaves or something like they did in Halloween and shit. But uh, and this was yeah. all filmed in downtown LA. So to make sure that you know what holiday you're filming around, you gotta do an establishing shot. So yeah, her stabbing the hell of that pumpkin and asking what's gonna be Halloween. Great way to establish that this is a holiday movie. I yep. love that. Uh, usually they'll just put like Christmas trees up and shit, you know. Right, but she is. She's she's just <laughs> she's just stabbing the shit out of that pumpkin. <laughs> May is really fucking awkward all the time. Yeah. In in response to this question, she just tells Polly that Polly has a beautiful neck. Uh, Polly says May should call her sometime. They can hang out and eat some melons. <laughs> I I don't know what that means at all. I think uh yeah, it's it's totally it, she's coming on to that chick. That was like some double entendre shit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. In the elevator going up to May's apartment, May is standing awkwardly in the corner of the elevator as a couple makes out super aggressively. The guy sees May staring at him. She's not staring at him. She's trying to avoid seeing them. He gives her the, what the hell are you looking at 
face and they go back to doing their thing. We're going <laughs> to see them again, too. Yeah. In her apartment, May puts in her new contacts and is absolutely thrilled that she's no longer cross-eyed. So she goes to show her doll. She pulls her hair down over her face, kind of cousin it style. And then goes and shows the doll that she's no longer cross-eyed. Notice that the glass in the display case is cracked just a little bit all of a sudden. It wasn't that way the last time we saw it. Yeah, like a little corner, like spider web. Yeah. Kinda. Out on the street the next day, she approaches the guy she's been watching, and it becomes really clear that she has never spoken to him before as he walks past without even noticing her. <laughs> he almost like runs into her. Like, he doesn't notice that she's there. Almost, yeah. He just kind of stops and lights his cigarette, and she gets disappointed, gets a disappointed look, and keeps walking. At the animal hospital, a man is explaining that his dog had four legs when he left for vacation. But when he came back, his dog only had three legs, and he can't find the other leg anywhere. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of weird-ass conversation in the background of, like, a Groucho Marx movie. <laughs> like it's really specific i know but it's it does it's like some kind of weird like start of a joke you know and then you don't ever get the punchline you know but yeah yeah but this so, guy this guy is all kinds of tore up though because i mean how, what the hell yeah no it's messed up <laughs> Back at her house, May makes all of her own clothes. She is modeling new clothes for her date in the mirror while her doll watches. Uh, the guy that she has a date with still doesn't know that they have a date. But she follows him to a cafe and sits or like a coffee shop. And she sits at a nearby table where she can stare at him as he eats and studies. She will not speak to him. But she no. wants him to notice... So she walks by in a very provocative way and, and poses over by the sugar, hoping he'll notice. Oh, God, yeah, no. She's, like, she's not wearing a bra. She, like, got this handmade, like, tight shirt on, short skirt. She's got, yep. like, the whole nine, you know, and she, like, yeah, she gets up, slowly goes over, slowly gets that one sugar cube and, like, drops it in the coffee and then holds the cup all seductively and is, like, pouting and shit and then, She's like, fuck, you know, she just kind of like slowly walks back to her seat. Yeah. Oh, God. And then he just like kind of falls asleep while he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, she's reading a magazine <laughs> and drinking her cup of coffee. And then she notices some movement from his table. And it's his head falling to the table as he just fell asleep while he's reading this book. And he fell asleep with one hand up in the air. And oh, uh, because I thought he was smoking because a cigarette. I don't but know yeah, if he no. if he was or not, but yeah. So she walks over and decides to rub her face against his hand, and, and uh, her hair is hanging down in his face, which wakes him up, and that startles and embarrasses her. So she backs away and lands on her ass, and then gets up and runs <laughs> out. <laughs> God, this movie is so cringy. Yeah, it's it's a lot like the first time I ever had a crush on a girl. <laughs> <laughs> you rub your hand on or your face on her hand not that's kind right of away no not, not right right away. Away. <laughs> i'm just saying like usually in movies it's like, super creepy yeah no I, if it if it gets too creepy and cringy i gotta change the channel i can't take i gotta look away 
this one it, it adds to the suspense like the like oh my god it's like a i don't know some kind of litmus test or something it's like oh how, how much can i of this can i take yeah and each time each, each cringy moment it ups it by like 10 you know oh they didn't stop you know let's keep on going and it, it, yeah, it exactly. boils everybody in the movie yeah back at the animal hospital may is gently cutting her thumb with a scalpel uh, Polly asks her what she's doing. May says she's trying to relax. May wants to demonstrate how relaxing it is, so she takes a scalpel and cuts Polly's thumb, too. <laughs> <laughs> Polly calls her a crazy bitch, and then she goes, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the guy whose dog lost his leg is back. He found the leg in the rose bushes. And he brought the rotting dog's leg in to see if they could just, you know, sew it back on or something. What the hell is going on? May says she could fix it. <laughs> like, I could totally fix it. My dad's a TV repairman. He has an excellent set of tools. <laughs> We're never going to figure out how it turned out, but oh my God. At the laundromat, the guy from the cafe shows up and he starts loading the washer, his clothes into the washer right next to May. He is out of laundry detergent, so May offers to let him use hers um, and dumps it down the front of his shirt. Yeah, they make sure you see that part where she just, just like forces it at him and it's like, a, like it's, of course, yep. it's like over full the cup and yeah, it just kind of goes all over his shirt and his pants. Like, what the fuck? Yep. Uh, they introduce themselves. His name is Adam, and they shake hands. And of course, she is fascinated by his hands. He offers May a cigarette. May doesn't smoke, but she's going to take one to be with him. <laughs> she says he lo she loves his beautiful hands, and he makes a joke about being a hand model. May is very socially awkward. I don't think she ever really had an opportunity to develop social skills. So she does what she thinks she's supposed to do and punches him in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> she also mentions the race cars on Adam's underwear in his basket. He says his girlfriend bought them for him, and then he starts to leave. May looks uh, incredibly dejected at that point. He comes back and says, uh, I meant to say my ex-girlfriend. And that makes May all smiley again, and he gives her the pack of cigarettes and tells her to practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the end of the movie, she'll be really good at it. Yeah. It was so awkward trying to like watch her smoke a cigarette the way she held it with like two fingers and was like, I don't know, but puffing <laughs> it on it. Like, I, it's, oh God. Yeah. Nah. In the elevator up to her apartment, she is fantasizing about the conversation she had with Adam. And of course, once she gets in her apartment, she has to tell the doll all about it. The whole thing. The whole thing. Next day at the vet, the doc wants May to do a fecozam on Miskate, which she translates as a fecal exam on Miss Kitty. Yeah. Hell, by the end of the movie, I can understand this guy. Absolutely, yeah. May runs into Adam on the street, literally. She just bashes into him. But she's too bashful to talk. She's bold enough to run into him on purpose, but too bashful to talk. Looks like she did that like just on adrenaline because she's been like walking around cloud yeah. nine. So she's just like ran into him. Yes. He says he's going to lunch and invites her to split his sandwich with him. 
that's when, you know, he asks, what do you do? And he says, well, she says, well, I work in an animal hospital. Adam says, well, I think you, I guess you've seen some pretty weird stuff. And she said, yeah. And he says, well, I like weird. Tell me something weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> she swings for the fences on this one. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, she tells him a story about a 90-pound Labrador that they were doing surgery on because it had a, a twisted colon. So they removed a part of its in, uh, section of intestine about the size of a hot dog, and they go to close him up, and they're out of the heavy sutures that they're supposed to use for big dogs. But the doctor thinks if they triple up on the cat sutures, it'll be just fine. A couple of days go by. And the person who brought the dog in calls him back, and he is hysterical. Because while he was at work, the stitches broke, and the dog's guts fell out. He found the dog splayed out on the patio, and blood all over the fence where the dog had been running around the yard with his guts trailing behind him. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, that is the most awkward first date. Ever. He asked for it. Yeah. He ran right in that head first. But, you know, if she had had an opportunity to develop any social skills, she would have come up with something really tame. But no, no, she swung for the fences and got a home run on the first try. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God. Adam definitely looks like maybe he regrets asking her about this. Yeah. Well, they see a group of blind children playing in the park. But Adam has to leave to see a movie. Apparently, he's a student in, in film school, and this movie is an assignment. So he has to go watch the movie, but he wants to see May again sometime, and she is just completely obsessing over his hands. It's like she's not talking to him. She's only talking to his hands. Yeah. There's a couple of times, especially when they're doing laundry, it looks like she's looking at his junk, you know? But it's not. She's just like obsessed with his hands she's just darting yeah. from like face hands face hands hands yep that's it yeah. back at her apartment may is sewing a new dress for herself she uses dolls to imagine her day she's got this weird doll with these giant red fists yeah it looks like someone took a rocky toy or something and then put like toy uh lobster hands on them <laughs> Like, I, th I thought it was like a boxing glove, but no, nah, those are actual, like, lofter claws. Yeah. She also uses some dolls to practice kissing because, well, May's never kissed a boy before. Before she leaves, she thanks Susie, the doll in the display case, for the advice that she gave. So, apparently, the doll talks back, too. May and Adam are sitting on a piece in, in a piece of a vintage truck eating chips and salsa. That was a pretty interesting set choice. Oh, yeah, no. Like, he totally loves this guy. He's like, oh, he's some kind of weirdo mechanic, art school guy. And he's got, like, yeah, like a the body of a truck. As, so he's like, whenever he's watching TV at his house, it's like a like a drive-in movie. I love yeah. that. I think there's a restaurant in Nashville that's like that, where it's like a dinner theater kind of thing. And, uh, and all the tables are like, are like uh, vintage cars. cars. It was like, a, what was it? The spaghetti factory used to have something like that, where you could sit in spaghetti a spaghetti factory had a trolley car in. Okay, yeah, I, don't know, I heard they were yeah. gonna make a 
like a like a drive-in movie theater where it had a bunch of like classic cars. Yeah, yeah, that's that what I'm talking about. In. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I don't know if they ever built that or not. I don't know. I remember seeing it, like you know, stories about it. Well, Adam asks what May was doing to him at the coffee shop, and she admits that he's um, her very first boyfriend. He thinks she's weird, but he likes weird. He likes weird a lot. So May pulls Adam's arm around her and snuggles up to him. He invites her back to his place. He has some bizarre art scattered around and a knife. May picks up the knife and Adam says, you like that? And he takes it from her and stabs her in the belly. <laughs> it is a stage knife with the collapsing blade. They make sure they made the spring sound really loud and obvious, too. Yeah, like cartoon sound. Yeah. Well, she is fascinated by this, so she takes her his hand and pretends to stab herself in the heart. Then she turns the knife around and stabs Adam in the heart. Aww. Aww, that's so psychotic. <laughs> That is the perfect segue to making out until she throws herself at him. And he says, whoa, who taught you how to kiss? And she looks all upset and says, Suze. So apparently God. the doll taught her how to kiss. So many reds wrong. This is the carnival, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back at her place, she yells at Susie, who taught you how to kiss? And hits the doll's <laughs> case, causing the glass to break even more. And cutting her hand. Back at the animal hospital, May is bandaging up her hand when Susie shows up with a cat and starts flirting hardcore with her. With her. Pouring it on strong. Yeah. She invites May. If, if this was a, a guy doing it, man, this would be yeah. called toxic masculinity, I guess. Uh, predatory behavior. Yes, exactly. Man or woman, this is predatory. She asks May if she wants to come watch her file. In the file room, Polly has decided she wants to dance, and she wants to dance on top of the table. May is privately obsessing over Adam with the pack of cigarettes that he gave her. Well, Polly convinces May to get up on the table and dance with her, and that's when Polly asks if May likes pussy. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. She meant cats. Pussy cats. <clears throat> because Polly has a cat. That she can't keep. Her landlord makes won't let her have the cat, so she's got to get rid of her. And May says, you the landlord? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, right? Yeah, exactly. No, so she convinces May to take the cat for her. When May agrees, Polly kisses her and then leaves for a girl's night out. That night, May calls Adam and gets his voicemail, so she leaves a very formal message. message asking if he would like to be with her again or see her again. Then she stares at the phone, waiting for it to ring. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Adam didn't call her back because the next day she's at the laundromat and she's closing the lids on all of the washing machines except the one next to hers, so they'll all look like they're in use. And he has to come stand next to her. <laughs> it's like she's in the seventh grade and wrote some boy's name on her trapper keeper. Uh, Adam's not there, so she holds up her bra like Adam bait, but that doesn't work either. Cut to May just standing outside Adam's door. Not knocking on the door, not ringing the doorbell, not calling out to him, just standing there. 
Adam gets Adam is getting ready to leave, and when he opens the door, he sees May, and it scares the crap out of him. Turns out she's been standing there for two hours waiting for him to come out. <laughs> oh my god! This is the kind of person you get to order protection again. <laughs> yeah, he says he's been really busy making a movie, so May wants to see the movie. If he lets her see it, she'll make him macaroni and cheese. Actually, that sounds like a good deal. It does sound like a good deal. I, I really like mac and cheese, though. I love mac and cheese. That's good shit. I eat entirely too much mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. I've, I've eaten like a punch bowl full of mac and cheese one time. <laughs> it it wasn't, wasn't even a on a dare. No, it was just because it was yeah, there. Yeah, no, I was just, yay. I want to see if I can do this. <laughs> Back at May's house, they are eating macaroni and cheese and drinking Gatorade from wine glasses. <laughs> oh that's fancy that is some that bougie is shit right there yeah uh, she says you'll never believe the day I had at work and Adam was just about to take a bite of macaroni and cheese and he instantly stops he says okay I'm gonna listen yeah, to your like, gross oh, story <laughs> yeah we're not doing that shit no more uh uh <laughs> In the living room, they're going to watch the movie. It is a black and white student film called Jack and Jill. Student films used to be made black and white because color film was expensive. Now they're black and white because that has, that's how you know it's an art film. Yeah. It starts with a couple on a picnic. They seem to be a typical couple in love. And they start kissing. And then they start eating each other, zombie style. That's pretty cool. I like it. Like got some good music playing in the background, and uh, it totally yeah, it's totally like a art film, like yeah, uh, weird close-ups and shit. And then yeah, I think the black and white kind of sells the whole zombie thing, right? It reminds me of like you know George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, but yeah, it's it's yes. pretty cool. Like for a pretentious student art film, I liked it. Yeah, and it's as funny. the movie intensifies and as 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 it gets as the gore amps up. May scoots closer and closer to Adam. So she's turned on. Or, she or, is. Horror movies turn chicks on like, yeah, an aphrodisiac every time. I, I heard somewhere that a large percentage of women in America listen to true crime podcasts in order to help them go to sleep. Because apparently in America, nothing helps a woman relax like listening to a story about people being brutally murdered. I, yeah, I dated a chick I was like that, and yeah, it was weird. Like, I, I, I'd pass out and wake up in the middle of the night, and yeah, there's like, you know, and, and then they found the body, you know, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you get up, go to the bathroom and shit, and you gotta hear about, like, all the bodies that they found in the crawl space and shit, and you're like, uh, I'm going to the living yeah. room. Yeah. I'm gonna watch TV. <laughs> I'm gonna watch cartoons like a good person. Well, at the end of the film, Adam asks what May thinks, and she says she thought it was sweet. She doesn't think the woman but would have been able to bite the guy's finger off all at once. That was kind of far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stick in the mud. You know what? <laughs> I mean, how does she know this, though? Yeah, I know. She drops, like, they keep on dropping off shit. Like, she's so weird. She gives off serial killer vibes. Yeah. And she's just really just an awkward chick with a lazy eye who talks to dolls. Exactly. And thinks dog guts are funny. <laughs> See, you know, that is funny because it's like the most inappropriate. See, that's why I laugh at this movie. I see it's a romantic comedy because 
each and every interaction this chick has is the most unhinged. Like, <laughs> what's so saying? Like, whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and it'll go wrong like the times infinity. Like, it's gonna go so oh, wrong. Yeah. That's this movie. It's like that's why I call it romantic comedy because it kind of is. It's romantic. Like you know, it and it's so it's a yeah, dark comedy. A little bit. It's a, yeah, a chick coming out of her shell, uh, struggling with her sexuality. You you you're kind of rooting for her a little bit. You know, I don't know. Maybe a little. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. It's so everything is like so cringy, and I like I can't stop but like to laugh at how yes. fucked up that is. You know, and it's like a it's like a wreck on the interstate. You cannot look away. Yeah. No. 100% focus. Adam and May are making out on her bed until she bites his lip, drawing blood. Said she was, you know, it's it's romantic like your movie. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying, man? That's like fucking, oh, God. <laughs> well, that's when he sees Susie for blood. the first time. And May starts playing in his blood and wiping it on her face. Adam wants to leave. Uh, he gets up and, and gets out, and that's when he hears May yelling, I told you to face the goddamn wall. And we see the glass on the doll's case crack a little bit more. Damn. May is assisting the doctor with surgery on a cat. He drops the suture needle into the body of the cat, and May has to root around in there to get it. Polly comes in and sees this and is absolutely horrified, the way you should be. Oh yeah, no. Um, <laughs> that whole all these scenes, like yeah. I cut to May standing outside Adam's door again. He is uh, he's home with some friends, and they're talking. You can see his buddy doing sit ups or something through the front window. They don't know that May is there, but Adam's about to light a cigarette, and his friend tells him to take it outside. And he opens up the door, but he doesn't come out. He just sticks the cigarette out the door, like. You know, cigarette smoke can't travel that, that way. <laughs> they are talking about his new girlfriend, who isn't crazy like May. <laughs> this is how May finds out that she's been dumb. Back at her apartment, Polly has left a message for May inviting her over at Polly's house. They're, they're actually eating melon. <laughs> it wasn't a metaphor. She just really likes melon. Oh, okay. All right, I have the egg on my face. I'm sorry. I like to apologize. Well, Polly and May make out too, and when Polly goes down on May, she is into it until she spots a dark birthmark on Polly's finger that completely turns her off. <laughs> Apparently, this is the imperfection in Polly. Not that she's a psycho whore. That's fucked up. She's <laughs> like, oh, you got a weird mark. Yep. Next day, May goes to the daycare. She wants to volunteer to watch over the blind kids. So they introduce her to the grumpiest blind kid there, a little girl named Petey. She is an <laughs> angry kid, too. God, yeah. And she's playing with Clay. May asks her what she's making, and she says she's making an ashtray. May says, do you smoke? <laughs> the little kid says, no, but you do. And she says, yeah, I do. So she tells her, well, when I finish this, you can have the ashtray. In the next scene, May is at home. She has the ashtray. 
and it has her name inscribed in the middle of it. Adam shows up at May's apartment, and they make small talk, or or, or at the laundromat, don't they? Is it yeah, at the laundromat? laundromat. Yeah, yeah, they're back she's at the like, laundromat the next. He goes. He goes immediately. Like walks past her instead of using the machines beside her, he goes all the way to the other end of the laundromat, almost like kind of the space yeah. away from her. Yeah, and she's there. Goes with like around the to the other basket. side and all the way down to the end. Yeah, he's totally trying to ignore her, or you know, and he's, then he's trying like, to oh, ignore. And she's making small broke. talk. Yeah, she introduces Polly's cat Lupe, and Adam complains that the washer's broken. Like you said, he's going to go to a different laundromat. After he leaves, May goes over to the machine he was using, puts some coins in, and pushes the lever in. It was never broken. Yeah, it worked. Back at Polly's, May needs a friend, but Polly has a friend of her own over. Uh, we don't see anything but her legs. May asks who that is, and uh, Polly says, uh, it's an opportunity I could not pass up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damn, Polly she has double dump. Yeah. She is absolutely distraught that Polly is, is seeing somebody else. Um, she can see the new girl's legs sticking out, so she just grabs Polly's arm and puts her hand up against the doorframe so that Polly's sleeve will block the view. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then May just leaves. At home, she's crying, and the glass of the doll case is, is cracking even more. I believe in this movie, the glass of that doll case is a metaphor for May's sanity. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Because, yeah, each time the it gets dramatic and it's like crack. The first one was like, you know, like a little crack or a chip. It wasn't even really a crack. It was like a chip. And then it starts spider cracking. And then by this time, it's like like the camera does that weird shaky thing. It's like like the whole thing like yeah. is like an earthquake. Yeah, so like it's totally a metaphor of like this this chick's sanity and like just like uh isolation and just being weird is like really fucking her up. May is sitting on the floor surrounded by doll body parts. She wants Lupe to come over to her, but the cat just turns around and walks off. So she throws the ashtray at the cat, breaking the ashtray and killing the cat. Oh my god. This fucking monster of a woman. Yeah, she is. She's completely losing it. There's more glass cracking, and May is standing in the shower with the telephone in her hand and the dead cat at her feet, yelling at the doll to shut up. Yeah. Uh, the glass stops cracking, and she goes, Thank you. That's what she calls Adam. She wants to get together with Adam, but he has plans. And you hear the gra- glass cracking some more, and she just yells at the doll to be quiet. Adam eventually blows her off and she's collapsed in the shower. Next day, she has taken the doll in its broken display case to the daycare to show the blind children. How could this go wrong? Oh, God. This is my favorite part of the movie, actually. She took broken glass to children who see everything with their hands. You know it's going to go fucking down. I mean, it's like you've been waiting for this. Well, in the daycare, she calls Petey over to guess what it is, and all they can feel is the box. Of course, the blind kids can't see the doll inside the display case. So she tells him it's her best friend, 
They want her to open up the box so they can meet her best friend and may panics. No, 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 you can't. It's special. It stays in the, in the case. You can't take it out. The kids are very insistent and they're struggling over the box. The, the display case drops and it shatters the glass and the blind oh kids God. start feeling around on the floor for the doll slicing their hands open and getting blood everywhere they finally find the doll and they just tear the doll apart oh my god it it, it happens all in slow motion all right uh well it, at first like they're pulling on the doll box and she's like no 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 and then it falls in slow motion hits shatters the glass goes everywhere the the lady that's head of the thing she starts running. She trips on those little stupid-ass plastic kids' chairs. She falls over. And then, yeah, they're just dragging their hands to the glass, and they got, like, bloody handprints everywhere. The whole time, she's, like, screaming at them. It's so what-the-fuck moments of film. It's, like, in the top five, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's really, really disturbing. Yeah. The elevator opens up. May is covered with blood and clutching doll parts. The elevator doors open to reveal the horny couple inside looking horrified. <laughs> <laughs> horny elevator couple sounds like a, the name of a 90s grunge band uh, that never left the garage in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, I'd listen to those guys. It also sounds like a... <laughs> Sounds like a Conan O'Brien skit. Yeah. Like Pimp Bob. A horny elevator couple. (laughs) Next, we see May in her apartment. She is trying to put the doll parts back together. Her lazy eye starts to hurt and she's rubbing at it, eventually scratching at it until everything goes red. I don't think she's changed her uh, contact lenses and it's like that's why she may have never taken them out yeah yeah she's going crazy she's full blown meltdown next morning may is laying in bed with a doll over over her eyes polly is leaving a message on her answering machine asking where she is she is very late for work may also has the stiff corpse of lupe yeah she's been holding this cat yeah she's been holding that cat like the whole time she's at the house like yeah Walking around with it in like a can of Lysol. Like she's totally lost it. Yeah. Sitting at her vanity mirror, she takes the doll away from her eyes and you can see she has scratched her eyes bloody. Also, I think that cat's starting to stink because she just sprays the hell out of it with Lysol. <laughs> Not going to help, but, you know, we'll do what we can do. At the bus stop, May meets a punk rock kid. He is watching, she's watching people parts walking by. She's not people watching. She's watching people parts. She'll watch that person's hands and this other person's legs, this person's arms. This punk rock kid is blank. Uh, He invites her to go get jujubes. She says, no, so I was just trying to be friendly. So she agrees. And they go get candy and go back to her place. Blank is really hot and he wants to take off his shirt. So he takes it off, and May really likes his tattoos. Now that he's got his shirt off, and May has mentioned his tattoos, he's really, really hot, and he wants to get some ice cubes to rub on his nipples. (laughs) He gets to the freezer, and May tries to stop him, but he opens the freezer, and inside is Lupe, the cat, 
wrapped up in saran wrap. She asked if this means that uh, they can be best friends now. And no, no, it doesn't because he calls her a freak and says he is definitely not going to be her friend. And May <laughs> starts to lose it. I don't know why. I mean, Jesse, I think it's safe to say that that if you found a dead cat in my freezer, we could probably still be friends. Hell no, man. I'm calling the SCPA. Somebody, you know, files. <laughs> they're going to get your ass. I love cats. Don't you touch cats. But I know you would never do that, Mike. You would never do that to a cat. My cats would not allow it, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I've, I've put up with some a lot of sketchy shit, you know, dating women. But a dead cat is where I draw the line. That shit's fucked up. <laughs> Well, May breaks down completely, and then she spots a pair of scissors, and then we get these weird shots where we cut back and forth between the future and, or right now, and what happened in the past. Yeah. We see May very calmly lighting a cigarette. Then we see angry May stabbing Blank in the forehead with the scissors, followed by a montage of all the crazy shit that's happened to May so far. From stabbing this new guy, to Adam's movie, to making out with Polly, to fishing the needle out of the cat's body, the severed dog leg, Polly cheating, and and all the, the, the Susie getting ripped apart, all the st- bad stuff that's happened to her. And then you see May, and she says that she needs more parts. Oh, God. She is planning something, and I'm not sure I want to know what it is. That's in the trailer, I think. I need more parts, and they start playing moody, like, 90s music and shit. Oh, God. May is at the park, smoking and reading. When Adam arrives, she no longer fawns over him. He asks what she's reading, and she says she's reading about amputation, just just for entertainment. (laughs) She's reading about amputations for fun. Adam apologizes for the way things ended. She says she understands, and he offers to shake hands as friends, and May kisses his hand. May says goodbye to Adam's hands, but not to Adam. At this point, there's no pretense anymore. She is only talking to his hands. (laughs) Bye-bye, hands. Cut to May measuring Polly's neck and chain-smoking the whole time. I told you she was going to get good at smoking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's natural. She says that she wants to make a blouse for Polly when Polly's new girlfriend, Ambrosia, arrives. Polly and Ambrosia flirt pretty hardcore while May steals a bunch of surgical tools. She also stops by Baller Hardware to buy a cooler on wheels. (laughs) Baller Hardware is an actual family-owned hardware store at 5040 York Boulevard in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's a, that's a, like a great shot too. I love when they do that shit when they film on location. Yeah, like uh, the composition wise, when she comes out of that thing, like that's a pretty cool shot. Like I don't, yeah, the sun, the lighting and shit, like nice. That's what I liked about this movie is that it, most of it was location shots, and they do that to save money. You know, you don't have to rent out a set. It worked out really it well in great. this case. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like uh, all the houses and shit. Like, yeah, there's like only one or two like actual scenes where they're inside. And it's usually like, you know, inside dude's apartment or inside uh, a chick's right. apartment. Most of it's like on the outside of their house. They're like, you know, right. 
they're at work. It's it's kind of cool how they utilize like all that. Back at her apartment, May is putting on makeup and making a new costume. She leaves message a message for Polly saying she's coming by. And May doesn't sound at all mousy anymore. She is very, very confident, May, all of a sudden. And she leaves a message for Adam, too. At Polly's, May is sitting behind Polly on a like a sofa or a love seat as Polly files her nails, explaining that she can understand the doctor like 20% of the time now. <laughs> uh, Polly wants to try on her new blouse, and May moves behind her and pulls out a pair of scalpels. Scooples. Scooples, yeah. Polly thinks this is some kind of foreplay and is totally into it. May is stroking Polly's neck, and Polly says that she totally trusts May, and that's when May cuts Polly's throat. Oh my god! Literally, yeah, it's so slow, and it it shit dawns on her face, and the yeah. blood slowly drips down. It's so like, yeah, this is like horrifying and shit. Yeah, it was. It is slow, and you think I'm I'm flirting with you. You think we're we're having sexy time, and guess what? You're fucking dead now. That's messed up. It's so scary. Yeah. Ambrosia arrives at the apartment dressed as a cheerleader. It is Halloween after all. Yeah. Uh, May compliments Ambrosia's legs, but Ambrosia is a mean drunk. She might just be a mean person in general. Yeah. The alcohol just, you know, magnified it. A lot of this is shot from the living room, looking into the kitchen, and in the living room, lying on a very bloody white fur rug, is uh, the corpse of Polly. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. That, yes. that was a great shot. Well, May convinces Ambrosia to, to turn around and let me get a good look at your legs. She does, and uh, once she's done that, May just... Stabs her in the head with a pair of scalpels. Double, double scoople right to the dome. Exactly. Ambrosia drops the carton of milk she was holding, and you see blood mix with the milk on the floor. That's great. Cinematic. That, that was is just it's fucking awesome. Yeah. This is a really good, really good shot. Really good, smart choice of how to present that. You know, yeah. lots of gore without lots of gore. It's like the blood in the uh, shower drain in Psycho, you know? Exactly. May is walking home, pulling the cooler behind her. She stops at Adam's place and knocks on the door. He comes to the door and asks, what are you doing here? And she says that she needs them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Adam's new girlfriend appears at the door and says that he is taken tonight. And May compliments her earrings. So she invites May in for a drink oh my god lady what the fuck are you doing well adam is playing with the stage knife and may asks him to touch her face and the new girl uh she comes in and sits on adam's lap and starts kissing his hand uh Uh that's that's the wrong move because may is pissed now all right The new girl drunkenly falls off of adam's lap and may reaches to help her up May wants Adam to touch her face still, and finally he agrees. And when he reaches out to just, you know, brush his fingers on her cheek, she grabs his wrist and stabs the new girl in the neck with a scoople. <laughs> I mean, boo, what the fuck? 
<laughs> he Adams yeah. horrified. As he That's should be. when he, he he should be. He starts screaming. Then it cuts back to May's apartment. May opens up the cooler, and inside the cooler are very carefully cloth wrapped body parts. And then we flash back to May stabbing Adam in the stomach. And after he falls to the floor, she takes out a bone saw and cuts off his hand. This is horrifying. This is, yeah, I'm sorry about this movie. I'm not really sorry because this is a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies. This is a great movie, yeah. Then May gets to work cutting and sewing. She is making clothes, which she stitches to body parts. And then she uses the letters that used to spell out her name in that broken ashtray. And starts rearranging them until they spell a new name, Amy. She puts the cigarette pack in the pocket of the shirt. She put on this new corpse doll she made. And we finally get to see the finished product. She has built a doll using Ambrosia's legs, Blank's arms, Adam's hands, Polly's neck, and the ears of Adam's new girlfriend. Oh, and she used the cat's fur as the doll's hair. <laughs> oh my god dude just absolute psycho to the final dimension i think uh, a cool little easter egg that they have is uh one of blink's tattoos is frankenstein's monster on his shoulder yeah so that's that's funny that's clever i'll give him that when she just made a frankenstein monster yeah yeah well this is her perfect new best friend until she realizes the doll can't see, and she doesn't know what she's going to do about it. She starts crying. She looks in the mirror at her lazy eye. Uh, apparently, her eye, is cro- her eye is crossed again, so she does the only thing that makes sense. She grabs the pair of scissors and stabs herself in the eye, then rips her eye out. This is the screaming in the mirror scene that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Nice. She takes her severed eyeball and places it in the doll's eye socket and screams at the doll to see her. (laughs) And I don't know if it worked or not, but May lays down next to the doll. The camera angle changes and you see the doll's arm reaching over and touching May's face as she lays there, maybe asleep, maybe dead, don't really know. And roll credit. Roll credits. That was a messed up movie in the best possible way. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Best romantic comedy pound for pound. (laughs) This is a a good date movie, man. This will, like, if she runs away, eh, no harm. No no foul. My fault. You know, I knew what I was doing. If she stays around, hey, that's a keeper. She's got good taste in movies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Owen Wilson's got nothing on this. Yeah, yeah, amazing shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's a podcast. Hell yeah. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We had a lot of fun making it. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you hear us. You can follow CDF Pod on Facebook and Instagram or at CDF underscore pod on Twitter. You can also visit our website at CDFPod.com. And don't forget you can help us make donations to film schools all across the country by going to Patreon.com slash CDFPod. Join us next time as we explore another movie's 
so awesome, it probably shouldn't have been made.